Hello, it's Roger, and welcome to the Aleph English podcast. If you are joining me again after listening to my first episode, first I want to say thank you for coming back. Also, this podcast is now available on Apple iTunes podcasts. So if you find it on there, please give it a rating and follow and share it with as many people as you can because that is very helpful to me. Today I would like to continue my experiences of when I first came to Japan many, many years ago. One or two people have already contacted me to ask about any culture shock I had or I have in Japan. Culture shock is when you go to a foreign country, usually one very far away, and something about the culture there is so different that it surprises you. Normally, culture shock is a bad thing because things are so different, it's a shock. But in my experience, I haven't yet, it's been eight years, I haven't yet had any negative culture shock in Japan. I've had plenty of positive culture shock. I've had lots of nice, surprising things happen to me, or I've seen lots of nice, surprising things. And、uh, I'll tell you a few of them today. The first thing that came to my mind was、uh, something that happened very, very early when I. When I started living in Japan, I started living in Yamagata, as I mentioned in my last podcast. Please listen to that if you haven't already. I started living in Yamagata in the summer of 2006. And because I was new and I was a teacher, I was working at the city hall, it's tradition there were lots of welcome parties. So there were welcome parties from、uh, my new colleagues at the city hall and for other new foreign teachers. I was young, I was excited, and I had a very good time at these parties. I, it was Yamagata, so there w a s lots of、uh, sake, Nihonshu, and、um, I, I drank quite a lot. I will be honest, I drank quite a lot. I still do, but I drank a lot when I went to welcome parties because、um, I had such a nice time. And it was a new town, it was a new city. I, I didn't know how to get from the hotel or whatever to where I lived, my new home, my flat. So I went outside to get a taxi. And it's quite lucky in Japan, you drive on the left, the same as we do in my country, in the UK. And I managed to wave down a taxi with my wibbling, drunken arm. And、uh, it indicated it pulled out alongside me. and... I put my hand out to open the door handle and I got an amazing shock, a culture shock, when the door opened automatically, quite quickly, and it hit me on the leg and I, I nearly fell over. It was a bit embarrassing, but、uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. So that was, that was amazing. I was thinking that, that's brilliant. I can just crawl in. And tell him, tell the nice driver where I live. So that was my first culture shock. I still have it sometimes. I'm still amazed at taxis opening doors for me or for everyone. That was my first culture shock. Positive culture shock was、uh, in Japan, taxi doors open automatically. I saw the driver has a big handle to open that.、Um, I wish we had that in the UK, but perhaps a bit too dangerous.
something else that I enjoyed discovering when I was in Yamagata was because it was very cold up there I I had to find new ways to keep warm it was a lot colder than London it was a lot colder than when I was living in the UK and I discovered something called a kotatsu which is the heated table with a blanket over the sides and you sit and you put your legs inside that was uh, still one of the greatest things I've discovered with furniture it's a marvelous thing I loved my kotatsu so much I bought a kotatsu I loved it so much I actually sent it back to the UK when I left Yamagata because it was so good Japan is quite well known. I think a lot of people know when they mention Japan, when they think of Japan, uh, one thing they think of is the amount of vending machines that are here and the variety of drinks and things uh, you can get, not just drinks, but all kinds of things. You can get food as well. And it was a big surprise to me. It was another positive culture shock when... I saw that you could not only get cold drinks, but you could get hot drinks. You put the money in, you press the button, and a hot can of coffee comes out. And if you're waiting for a train or a, a bus or, again, a taxi, it's just it's just the best thing when it's January in, in the north of the country and it's very cold and you have a hot drink, a hot thing in your hand, and it's it costs very little. And it's so good and it was amazing and then in the summer of course when it's very hot you have cold drinks everywhere to refresh you when it's very very hot and it is very very hot and that's something i still love to this day i still enjoy a, a hot coffee or a hot tea in winter and lots of cold drinks in summer so uh, the vending machines hot and cold drinks in vending machines everywhere was a wonderful positive culture shock to me. Of course, a very important part of moving to another country and living somewhere new is getting used to the, the climate and getting used to the atmosphere and getting used to the surrounding areas as well. And Japan, most of Japan is very different to most of the UK. You have um, less land, the climate is different, it's hotter in the summer, it's more humid, and the winters are colder in the north. And uh, one positive culture shock, one good culture shock I, I celebrate every day is that in Japan everywhere there are mountains all around you. In any part of the country, you can look out the window, you can look around you and you can see mountains, sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller but you can see the seasons and the change to the colors and the, the, they're a beautiful background as well. And as someone coming from a big city, someone coming from London and a part of England, which doesn't have mountains. Mountains are usually in the north of the UK, especially in Scotland. To come from the UK, from the south of the UK to a place where mountains are everywhere, was just amazing. I still sometimes look out the window of my car or look out the window of where I'm working and I just say to myself, mountains, I can't believe it, there are mountains everywhere. And maybe 
maybe people in Japan, it's nothing special, but to me it is special. Um, and it's a beautiful daily reminder, like a postcard or a background, literally a background, to remind me of that I'm in such a wonderful country. So that's another positive culture shock. Another good culture shock was that um, the summer is too hot for me, but the scenery is beautiful all year round, no matter where you are. In my first podcast, in my last podcast, I mentioned how the very first food I had in Japan, a country very famous for its wonderful, wonderful food, was chocolate chip cookies. Uh, perhaps you wonder where I got them from, having just got off the airport limousine bus. I found, I saw after a short walk, this um, shop called Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N. It was blue and white. And I remember thinking, this seems like a good general shop. I'll, I'll find something in there, I think. And I, I, I didn't know about anything in there. So I grabbed something familiar, something sweet. I was jet lagged and that will do until I have lunch near the hotel, near the Ryokan. And later when I got back to the UK or when I moved to Yamagata, I learned that this shop Lawson was part of a group of shops called convenience stores or konbini in, in Japanese. And convenience stores were, are, one of the strongest culture shocks that I have had in Japan. Because when you walk in, it's very, it's always very bright. It's always very cool or warm or comfortable. It's, it's clean, quiet, which I like. It's, uh, convenience stores never feel very, very busy, even when there are lots of people in there. Everyone seems to follow the quiet atmosphere. You can buy all kinds of food, you can buy all kinds of drink, you can buy alcohol, which was good. When I lived alone, I could pop down for a bottle of wine or some beers or something. Refrigerators full of drinks, uh, snacks, you could even get hot food. And you could buy lunch packs which they would warm up for you. They had this microwave in the back and they said, could we warm this up for you? I would say, oh yes, thank you very much, which was very nice. I didn't expect that. So that's very good. But something which really made me respect convenience stores so, so much was that it wasn't just food and drink. They also had things like, like you buy, oh yeah, batteries and magazines and all that fine. But you could or you can pay your bills at convenience stores. The gas company, the electricity company, whomever would send you a bill and you would take it. You wouldn't have to go to the bank. You could go to a 24-hour convenience store, put it down, put down the money, stamp, stamp, and it's done. I, there was nowhere, there is nowhere in my country, in the UK, that you can do that. You have to go to a bank or you have to go to the company itself. Maybe you can pay online now, I don't know. But I, 
that was true convenience for me. It really was a convenience store. You could do everything there and it's open 24 hours a day all the time. And even you go there at Saturday nights at one o'clock in the morning after you've been out all night drinking, you just fancy some popcorn and a nightcap. It's still always there, consistent and um, beautiful foundation of, I think, Japanese society. The convenience store. People in Japan, you should be very proud of the convenience store. Finally today, like last time, I would like to read you part of an English poem. The poem I found is... The theme is uh, fear of the unknown and fear for the future, which is what I felt when I went into Lawson to buy those cookies. I didn't know what I was going to get into that week. So uh, it's called What If This Road by Sheena Pugh. And I'll read you some of it. So the title is What If This Road? And if it chose to lay itself down in a new way, around a blind corner, across hills you must climb without knowing what's on the other side, who would not hanker to be going at all risks? Who wants to know a story's end, or where a road will go? So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this podcast. Again, if you have any questions or comments or things you would like to hear or to talk about, please contact me by email roger.v.ferrari at gmail.com. I'll spell that R-O-G-E-R dot V dot F-E-R-R-A-R-I at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. As I said at the beginning, I am now available on Apple Podcasts, so you can subscribe to me on there as well. Uh, Next time, I will talk about something more about the English language, unless you want me to talk more about my experiences. But until next time, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye.